Welcome back to Cincinnati, a podcast that shares the experiences of high school students from Fort Worth, Texas, who are surviving a global pandemic. I'm your host, Damon Maxwell. Today, we're joined by Reese, Jocelyn, June, and Christian. Hi, I'm Reese. Hi, I'm Jocelyn. Hi, I'm June. Hello, I'm Christian. Welcome back, guys. Before we get into day, to today's topic, which is your summer of 2020, let me touch base with everyone and ask about how you've been since our last recording. Uh, have you encountered any new struggles? Has anything interesting or encouraging happened since then? Uh, let's start with Christian. Um, well, I have encountered some field struggles. I've um, been kind of progressing on my English homework. And that's really a problem for me. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm coming across a lot of procrastination in the class right now. So I I understand that this is something that you guys are going through. Um, would you mind, Christian, sharing a little bit about why you think you're procrastinating on your English homework? I think it's like sometimes I don't know what to write for that class. And I feel like being stuck at home doesn't give me any motivation to write. Mm. Mm. That's that's an interesting perspective. I I hope that um, English teachers hear this and and at least know that it's not it's not that you guys aren't interested in doing the work. It's just it's really challenging. Is that something that you guys would agree with? Uh, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So June, same questions for you. Um, how have you been since our last recording? Uh, have you encountered any new struggles, or has anything interesting or encouraging happened? Uh, I had. I've been fine since our last since our last recording. I have not had any new struggles since or since it happened. Uh, m- many interesting things have happened to me though. I managed to increase my reading speed. I have finished a couple of the books I've had I had last time. I've also finished reading a few fan fictions, and uh, I've gotten to, into a few new a few new band a few new bands. Wow! Sounds like you're thriving over there. I'm low key jealous. Hashtag low key jealous. <laughs> Am I too old to say stuff like that? <laughs> um. Hey, Christian, uh, have you had anything interesting happen? And and how have you been? I don't think we got that from you. Uh, Yeah, um, I've been good, kind of tired lately, a little bit. Relatable. Uh, I think, well, I got fully vaccinated, so that's great. Awesome, yes, please, if you have the opportunity to, please get vaccinated. Yeah, um, and I also just, like, finished another show, so now I have to wait for another show. Uh, are you talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No spoilers, but that, 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 that finale was awesome. Yeah. All right, Jocelyn, uh, your turn. How have you been? Uh, well... Since last time, not very great mentally. Um, it's still kind of not, but I think it's better. 
I'm sorry that you're struggling mentally and I completely understand. Um, honestly, I, I think and I suspect that more of us are struggling mentally than we might realize. Um, I don't believe for a second that any of us were built to experience this kind of isolation and this kind of drastic shift in our routines for such an ex extended period of time. And I just, I, I want to encourage you to keep, you know, striving for some sort of mental balance and uh, make sure that you're using the coping skills that you've learned. And if you need help, just make sure that you ask for it. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, has anything interesting happening happened since our last recording? Uh, well, I've taken time to uh, revisit some hobbies that I like. I'm doing more drawing every now and then. So that's been nice. Yes, hobbies. I'm here for it. That a break from everything is what a lot of us need right now. Okay, Reese, it is your turn. How have you been since our last recording? Um, I've been having the same struggles since the last meeting. And, uh, you know, some struggles with family, just like arguing a lot, not understanding, you know, and like little communication of understanding. Yeah. But... That's just the same as I've always been going through. Yeah, and I know that that wears on us because I, I grew up in a similar environment where there was a lot of arguing. I don't know if your arguing is as loud as my arguing was, but it certainly had an impact on me. It's part of the reason why I'm so anxious as a person uh, these days, and so... Uh, I know that you you draw um, to kind of find find yourself some peace and that, you know, you're you're kind of really active on social media. You kind of seem like a social media star to me. But, you know, I'm old and I don't really know about these things. <laughs> but um, I know something interesting has happened for you since our last recording, but we might not be on the same page about what that thing is. So. Do you want to tell us about something interesting that's happened since our last recording? Um, I'll tell you something interesting that happened, but I don't know if it's the same thing because I didn't really bring it up on uh, Instagram. Okay. But uh, for Christmas, my sister got us, or she got me, a mister. Right. So, like, I put water in it, and it comes out as mist. And she also okay. gave me essential oils to put in it. Right. So I've been using it for, like, the past few days. Yeah. And I also got this unicorn squishmallow. Uh okay. I'm old. I need that in like old people language. What's a <laughs> unicorn squishmallow? It's basically a pillow that you can squeeze and stretch. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. All right. A unicorn squishmallow, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. Now I know something. Thank you for teaching me. You're welcome. That sounds very cool. So can I talk about one thing that you did announce on social media? Uh, yeah. All right, cool. So Reese is now doing commissions for her art. Uh, for those of you that don't know what commissions are, so sometimes artists will offer um, specific parameters for a piece of art from of their making, um, and you can pay them to create some art for you. 
and Risa started uh, dipping their toes into that arena. And I think that's really cool because that's something that takes, it takes guts, you know, not every artist is willing to put themselves out there like that. And I wish you luck with that. And now hopefully some of our listeners will maybe reach out through the Gmail and maybe try to check out some of your art. Thank you. <laughs> hey, no problem. No problem. Oh, guys, um, you, I, I want to be clear. Like you should already be proud of yourselves for making it this far. Um, you know uh, that, that there are students in some of your classes that have already kind of given up on the idea of school. Uh, you know that they're in some classes. There are fewer students showing up regularly. And in many classes, not everybody's getting their work done. Um, and I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody because that's not what any of this is about. It's all to just say that the struggle is real. And if you are doing the best that you can, be proud of yourself for that, because that's really all anybody can expect from you right now. Um, and I know that I'm proud of you for continuing to persevere, because I like I know the four of you pretty well because of our work in theater together. And and I know that, you know, some of you struggle more than people know. And, and I'm proud of you for continuing to to keep at it because this has not been easy for anyone thank you thank you no problem guys anytime thank you yep yep okay everyone think back to last june the strangest school year most have ever experienced has just ended what did you think summer was going to look like as the school year began to wind down last year uh let's start with june this time at the time i didn't really think it was going to be different uh i was hoping we'd get some more rain uh and i plan on getting a job other than that my plans were to play minecraft sports videos on books i have read and on books i have read and also i had a feeling i was going to spend a little lot of the summer reading what was that last part? I didn't quite catch that. Sorry. I also had a feeling about summer reading. Oh, okay. So so you had your sights kind of set on a quiet, I'm going to consume a lot of books summer and maybe yeah. get a job. Okay. Yeah. All right, Christian. What do you think summer was going to look like last year? Uh, I thought I was going to be able to do a lot of stuff, like, try new stuff. I was thinking right. about, like, doing track. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, stuff happened, so I wasn't able to do that. Uh, yeah. There was, like, I was think like, I was being told I have to get a job, so I was like, okay, well, summer's going to come up, so let's begin looking for jobs. And, right. well, I wasn't able to. Right. And uh, I guess I just had like a lot of plans to hang out with friends, but oh, oh, my heart just broke for you, man. I'm so sorry. Oh man, I it's been hard for the social the social types. I know it has. Well, for the social types who've been following the rules, 
All right, Reese, what about you? How what do you think summer was gonna look like? Um, I was kinda hoping that I could just sit in my little bed in my room and just draw, do a bunch of drawings, maybe watch some new anime or um some movies. Just basically what I always do, just chill out. And maybe, I don't know, like go somewhere for a little bit with my family. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. And I mean, when COVID hit and quarantine happened, it kind of didn't really change because I still was in my house doing all the normal stuff I do, like draw and chill out. Mm -hmm. But also in uh, the summer is when my mom went to the hospital for the second time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, is she okay? Um, This is the second time it happened, just a span of a few months. So it was kind of like stressful. And um, Mother's Day had passed and I made her like a little gift, but I couldn't give it to her because she had to be quarantined because she just got out of the hospital. We couldn't visit her and she couldn't come to our house because we were all infected. So she got to my sister's house to like live there for a bit. But even then she couldn't have like contact with anyone. So it was like, a while before I can give her her gift. Wow. That's that's pretty heavy, kid. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I'm glad you made it through it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh Jocelyn, what did what did you think summer was gonna look like as the school year began to wind down last year? Well, um, I was kind of struggling with online school as the school year was coming to an end. So right. I was being more focused on, oh, I hope I don't fail my classes because I was struggling with that too. Yeah. And just like worrying if I'd go to pass the next school year or not. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of that at the end of the school year last year. And um, I, you know, it was a tough pill to swallow for a lot of teachers that, hey, um, we're just going to make sure that everybody passes this semester because nobody expected this and I think it was maybe unfair or unrealistic of adults to expect you guys to just adjust to hey you're not going to the building anymore like I think some of us might have underestimated the impact that the change in the routine would have on you guys and and the lack of socialization uh, and that coming to a to an abrupt end. Also, I, I don't know that many of us thought it would last as long as it has. Um, and I, I just, my heart goes out to you guys. Like I'm probably going to say that a lot um, during our next two episodes. But um, like, I, I just, I know this hasn't been easy. And I just, I want you to know that people, people know that. And we haven't forgotten about y'all. Thank you. Yeah, yep. Thank you. Yep, Thank yep. You. Always. All right. So, next question here. Uh, how did the reality of the pandemic change your plans for the summer? Jocelyn, let's start with you. Uh, well, last year I I would I was like a freshman, I'm barely in high school, mm-hmm. and um I didn't really have much. I was planning to hang out with like friends I had in middle school since it's been like a 
almost a year since we did a meet and stuff. Right. So we were going to plan like a meetup. But it didn't end up happening, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I think it's just about to be another year since we haven't seen each other. Oh, so, you're you're not wrong about that. Yeah, so it's it's been kind of tough to like stay connected. Yeah, and are you guys 16 yet? Can you get vaccinated or do you still have to wait? Uh, I think I'll be able to. Okay. Well, hopefully you guys might be able to meet up this summer. Um, unfortunately, we're still, you know, in this thing and it might be different from what you're used to, but uh, maybe at the very least, you guys can get together on a Zoom or a Google Meet. Hopefully, I'm pulling for you. Oh yeah, we did. We actually ended up doing that um, last summer. Instead of meeting up in person, we made like a little video call. Okay. Which is still nice. Yeah, which makes perfect sense, and it's not the same as seeing people in person, which is probably what you guys want to do instead. Which I get. Yeah, it was very different, but it was still nice. All right, Christian, uh, how did the reality of pandemic change your plans for the summer? Um, well, it just, like, wouldn't let me do anything. Like, it, it just caused me to stay home a lot and just not go anywhere. And, well, that sucked. Yeah, it did. And uh, hashtag relatable because I really... I like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not always going a tons of places under normal circumstances, but I really didn't go anywhere last summer. Like sometimes I might uh, go out to see my family, but that the risk of travel was just um, too high last summer. Yeah, so I just didn't really do anything. I think the well, the only thing I did was just like um, was staying up late and working out. Okay, well, at least you got your fitness on. That's way more than I did. Um, I also did not excel at staying up late. <laughs> hey, Reese, how did the pandemic, how did the reality of the pandemic change your plans for uh, the summer? Um, I'd say it really didn't change anything other than some plans I've made. Because like, like, um, like Jocelyn and Christian, I did have plans with my friends. I right. think we... Plan on going to a water park right. or somewhere with water in the summer. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. You know, we could just chill out, eat, and just, you know, splash each other. Yeah. But then quarantine happened. On that, obviously, didn't happen. We didn't go. And I basically just stayed up, not stayed up, but stayed inside my house for all the summer. And um, I wasn't really thinking about how this affected me more like other people because I know right. people were going to use summer as an excuse to do whatever they want like oh it's summer I've been inside my house for two months I think I deserve a break and it's like yeah but I think about other people like yeah. just stay yeah. inside your house yeah a lot of this probably would have gone a bit more smoothly if more people had thought about other people first. I agree with you there. June, same question to it, you. It affected me in the way of me not being being able to, me not getting a job. Uh, I had uh, two 
uh, grandparents in their 70s. I didn't want them to get sick. Yeah, yeah. I and uh, also my cat. I didn't want my cats and my mother, to get, my mother to get, and my mother to get sick. Right. So, so we all took great liberties to not do anything that might endanger us. Uh, I didn't yeah. have any plans to go. I didn't have any plans to go anywhere this summer. Uh, I had gone somewhere this summer before we uh, before I had gone gone somewhere this summer prior to COVID. We went to Florida, okay. but uh, a couple a couple weeks before uh, that summer. Uh, my father said we weren't going anywhere because uh, he had ran out of business days. Uh, so I didn't have right. any big, big, big. And I didn't have any. I didn't have any big, big, big plans. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a common thread I'm hearing is that you guys did not get to see your friends at all last summer. Um, you you all pretty much stayed home. Uh, there really wasn't a ton to do and. Like the struggle was real. That's absolutely something um, I think everybody listening can can relate to. If, like Reese alluded to, everyone listening actually thought about other people, like June clearly did when considering their uh, grandparents, and uh, like I'm sure Reese and Christian and Jocelyn did. Um, and, you know, like I did, like I, I didn't want to travel to Virginia to see my parents because I could bring the virus to them. And also I could have gotten the virus on the way there. So it sounds like our summers were pretty similar in, in different in varying ways, but a similar theme. So generally speaking, what was last summer like for you? How was it different from previous summers? Uh, Reese, you can go first. Um, for me, like every summer, we really don't do anything other than maybe go down to um, Corpus Christi or go up to uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But that's just like the occasional. But other than that, we really don't do anything other than like shop or just stay inside. Right. But last year, it felt more. Um, how do I say? It? Um, like scary, I guess. Oh. Yeah. I get that. And it didn't help that we were all forced in the same house under like really intense stress and like fear of what would happen to my mom. Yeah. So like this constant arguing of wash your hands, wash your hands right now. And it's like, I just touched like the floor and it's like, wash your hands. And it's like, okay, I'll wash my hands. And then it's like, if you even step outside for the porch, it's like, bring your wipes, bring your hand sanitizer, bring a mask. And it's like, I'm just going to the porch. It's like just do it, and it's like okay. Yeah, I can see where that would be really stressful, and I mean, considering where we are in this entire situation, that was still pretty early in in the pandemic, and there was a lot that we didn't yeah. know, right? And yeah. so I think there were a lot of people. <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. A lot of people, um, your family included, that were being hyper cautious, but. Um, I, it, maintaining that that level of caution takes a toll on people, and it sounds like you you found that out firsthand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Christian, same question. Um, well, my summer was like um, probably a lot of boredness. Right. Just there was nothing to do, and 
well, it was just hearing about the news, like, oh, the cases are rising up, or this is going on in certain world, in the certain world. Yeah. And, I, I think you meant certain parts of the world, right? Yeah. Okay. And I guess it was different for me because uh, we also had, like, two family members who had to come back and, like, stay. So uh, living together was a problem. Yeah, I imagine um, living with more people suddenly under those stressful circumstances was challenging, right? Yeah. 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 June, did you already answer this question? Uh, what was your summer like, and how was it different from previous summers? No, I didn't. I didn't, I had, I didn't answer that. Uh, well, then I guess it's your turn, sir. Okay, then. Uh, this summer wasn't really that different. Wasn't really that different. Uh, I, I, I normally stay home most of the time, so not going anywhere didn't really affect me for the most part. Uh, but I did, uh, re. I did, uh, I focused most of my time whenever I went outside. So, like, so like my porch was on my, my front yard, on my back, on my backyard. I would, it would all, like, it would either be to get something or to check up on the weather. I had Kate taken a very interesting, I have a interesting fascination with, uh, thunderstorms and stuff. So, whenever one of those who, uh, came in, I was outside watching them. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's when, and that, and researching storms and tornadoes and stuff really took up really really took up a much larger portion of my summer than I than I thought it would. Okay, so you sort of became a bit of a weather watcher last summer. Yeah. Very cool. Any <laughs> uh, aspirations to maybe become a storm chaser one day? Yeah, yeah, I had I had those thoughts when I was younger, and I think it's certainly a possibility. I mean, it's certainly a possible a, a thing I might take up later. Cool. Thank you. So, Jocelyn, uh, how was your summer? Uh, what was your summer like last uh, summer? <laughs> Redundant much? And how was it different from previous summers? Oh uh, well, not very different in the sense that um, I usually stay at home, anyways. It's like my little comfort zone, my my house. Hashtag so, relatable. <laughs> so I, I didn't really complain much about having to stay at my house. But yeah. um, usually in the summers, uh, my family likes to plan like um, meetups with other family members so that we can just hang out. But mm-hmm. that didn't really happen as much. Right. Which makes sense given the circumstances. Yeah. But aside from that, it was pretty much the same. Yeah, no, yeah, my summer wasn't really much different in that I stayed home a lot, especially early on when I think most teachers basically just sleep all day, taking 13-hour naps like we're big cats or something. (laughs) All right, uh, as always, guys, thank you for sharing with us. Uh, We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more since then in a moment. Welcome back to our listeners. Speaking frankly, last summer was a lot. 
COVID infection cases were approaching 20 million here in the U.S. Uh, wildfires out west were burning what turned out to be 3 million acres of land, displacing more than 21,000 people. Uh, the eventual 45th president, uh, I'm sorry, the former president, the 45th president of the United States, was still downplaying the impact of COVID on the country. Uh, Joe Biden chose the country's first woman, first black and first South Asian vice presidential candidate and Black Lives Matter protests were happening as a reaction to the killing of George Floyd by Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin in cities all over the world. Um, so generally speaking, you guys, uh, I'm curious to know what were your awarenesses of these events? Um, if you could share your reaction to all of this happening while you tried to remain safe at home, uh, you can speak about all of the previous mentioned topics, or you can just, you know, hit the topic that had the most impact on you. Um, is Would anyone like to go first? Um, I would like to go. Go ahead, Reese. Okay. Um, I was going to say that um, as upsetting as it may sound, I really wasn't much of an activist. It was more like, oh, like there's bad stuff happening. If I saw something bad, like a post, I'd share it on my story. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really involved because I really don't watch the news or I don't right. focus on that side of the media. Right. But when George Floyd and all the stuff that happened went down, Right. It made me angry that people could be so ignorant. And then I reflected on myself and I, you know, realized, oh, well, I'm ignorant too. Like the things I've said, the things I've joked about mm-hmm. and the way I ignored everything that made me complicit. Mm. It made me, you know, um, an accomplice to the violence and um, like bad stuff happening. Wow. Like, because I wasn't saying anything or showing people I was part of the problem and reason why people were getting hurt. So I tried to read almost everything I could. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I saw something, I'd read it and then I'd post it and be like, look guys, look at this. It's important. And I really grown um, over like the it. summer. Yeah. Right. I've grown a lot and it's upsetting to see how small-minded people can be. But I know that I was that small-minded at some point, like not even that long ago either. Right. But you can change so much in a span of months if you just do your research right, if you you do your research right, if you have, you know, like a healthy support group and environment that will allow growth to happen. And um, it was just so upsetting to see people just joke about it or say all these bad stuff and make excuses for what was happening. It was just wow. terrible. It was, and I would like to say I'm a passionate person. Like, um, I'm passionate to the point I would cry. Right. So it was so upsetting for me, and I'm sure for everyone else here, to see what was going on. Like, I would just 
be so angry that I would just want to cry because of how angry I was. Right. But, um, yeah, I say that I have grown and that I'd say that the summer has changed me in negative ways, but in also positive ways. Right. Wow. Um, <laughs> when, when I wrote this question, I, I did not know what to expect as far as answers are concerned, but that, that is not only if you demonstrated growth for yourself, but just the idea that, you were willing to be honest with others about how you were impacted and the changes that you made and the decisions that you made to approach these types of situations or ideas differently. Um, I think says a lot about your character and how you view the world. And um, I, I'm just really impressed. And when you said that thing about having a support system that allows growth, like, that snap was spontaneous and real because that was a word that should be like in every classroom. Every student needs the room to grow and a support system that allows it that you spoke to my heart with that right there. Young person. My goodness. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> No pressure. Um, anyone want to go next? <laughs> yeah, I can go next. Uh, what we'll do is we'll we'll go to Christian and then we'll go to you, June. Okay, Christian, go ahead. Okay, so I was fully aware of everything was going on, and uh, I kind of feel like uh, I failed as being educated. Mm-hmm. Because like, well. Growing up, I really wasn't on social media, and well, the only thing I could really hear was news, and well, the news doesn't really talk about anything. Like they don't want to talk about movements that are making change. They really didn't talk about Black Lives Matter. So, mm-hmm. I guess it was a little bit like I felt like I heard the term a little bit a long time ago, but wasn't fully aware. Right. And so when people were finally talk about it, I I just felt uneducated. Okay, that's honest. And so I did the same with like looking at posts, um, thinking about like the past, about how there was little incidents where I think I was being racist or. Mm. Um, wasn't fully aware of the racist things I was saying. Right. I, again, I appreciate the honesty. Like, y'all don't have to come on here and be that honest with us. But uh, in fairness to everyone, um, that that's a part of growing up, right? You learn things that you may have said or done in the past were wrong. And you learn that, hey, um, if I want to be the kind of person that accepts everyone and is fair to everyone and sees everyone for who they actually are, some of the things that I say, some of the things that I do, they're going to have to change. And I'm including myself in that. I have in the past said ignorant things about other people, my own people. And 
Um, I, it's not something that I would do now. And I understand why I wouldn't do it. Um, and it's not because, oh, I don't want, I don't want the PC police to come get me. It's because okay, yo, I'm not trying to be a jerk, right? Like I want to respect and accept people for who they are. And I hear you guys wanting to do that as well. Um, and and it, it warms my heart. I'm such a sap. Uh, okay, June, it's your turn. So the idea of the wildfires depicting so many people was sad to me. And we feel like the world, the world was genuinely coming to an end. Mm. I felt saddened for the people because we lost so much in that instance and they had nowhere to go and they couldn't, and it would take them a while to get another place to live. Yeah, and I, I believe that there are still many of those people, like they weren't able to move back to where they had lived before the fires. Was there anything okay, else for me, um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a little bit, I want to say. Uh, the, downpl- the downplaying of COVID done by our former president made me think it was possible for him to be, to be re-elected. He seemed to win my people to vote for, and still they did. Yeah, I, was... I was surprised by that as well. But go ahead. Yeah. Thousands of dead bodies lie his feet and still put a smile on his face and blames it on everyone else but himself. If this were a fantasy story, such a person, such a person would seem beyond belief. But it wasn't, and we all saw what happened when such a person was brought to life. Yeah. As for Joe Biden picking Kamala Harris, I really didn't think about think about. I really didn't think that much about it first. Reaction to her online was general, generally positive, at least in the spaces I frequented. Right. And my mother was absolutely thrilled by her by him <laughs> picking her. On, on the other hand, and she and the mother, my mother was very happy. To we're getting a woman in office. Woman in office. Absolutely. When the murder of George, when the murder of George Floyd happened, I was angered by what happened to him. I was enraged that the person had lost their life in service. And when the protests started happening, I knew it was justice. I knew it was justice for people, for people who had faced too much injustice. Mm. The protests were people allowing their voices to be heard, and people and people all across the world were saying they stood with them, saying they stood with them, and they were fighting with these four of the, and they were fighting for their for these people. Yeah, it was truly history happening happening in front of us. Okay, wow, uh, June. It seems like you spent last summer really aware of. Uh, everything that was listed in, in those topics, and I, you, it's, I know that there are some young people who keep an eye on the news, but I'm not sure how many of them keep as close of an eye on the news as you did last summer. Um, but yeah, I I appreciate your empathy. Um, it's it it it's, it shows uh, how willing you are and i think everybody in this group is to to put the idea of caring about other people um in the forefront of your mind at the very least and uh i see y'all and i appreciate your efforts jocelyn what was your awareness of these events if you could share your reaction to all of this uh, happening while you tried to remain safe at home you can speak about all the previously mentioned topics or the one that had the most impact on you 
well, I think I was pretty aware about most of these since I spent a lot of time on social media and like I was it was like a lot to take in all of that. Mm-hmm. And um I I think it was um all all of this was very like sad to see that yeah. things like this had happened like all at once. Right. But then there was also good things like how um Kamala Harris got like um was a candidate. I think right. that was very empowering for me. Oh, I love to hear it. Yeah. So it was it was something nice to see. And now she's actually the vice president, which is like pretty nice. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Uh yeah, and for things like the protest, I think it was a really important like thing to happen since um usually in the news they won't really talk about like if if someone like if someone gets killed, it's like usually not that big of a deal. They just move on with it. But now the protests were happening and it was like becoming more of like people were more aware about it. Right. And I think that was like really important. I I, I agree and and I I can see see that logical leap. Uh, (laughs) One thing that I'm hearing uh, from at least three of you was that uh, social media um, was something that kind of impacted you or educated you uh, through this summer. And so a question that comes to mind here is, how did you guys know which of these social media accounts you could trust with the information that you were consuming? Uh, Reese, I'll go to you first. Um, well, I know there's like a stigma, like don't trust anything you read on the internet. Then it's like, well, okay, I get that. Like, if something said, oh, if you eat, I don't know, like an onion once a day, you'll grow rainbow hair. Like, obviously, that's fake. Right. But uh, it's like, well, is it though? But then it raises the question of, well, if I'm supposed to trust my, you know, news outlet, then why don't they tell me everything? Why don't they tell me? everything I'm, I'm supposed to need to know why why would i need to go to the internet to read all this stuff when the internet's supposedly you know not um a trusted source right and there have been times where i ran into false information which can be frustrating because i just don't have the time or energy or you know mentality to do the hours research for every post i see right and it comes to the um, if I've seen it around a few times on my stories, like if I see people I follow show it, I'm like, oh well, then it must be true, you know. Like if someone made like a few um posts about it, then I'll believe it, especially if I read it. And then there's like links to where you can look it up, and right. then there's official um accounts specifically specifically for that like change and impact right mm, those are like places you can trust that will show you right information like um trust information that they've spent hours researching with actual links to their information to their sources mm-hmm. 
but still, you really can't trust everything you read on the internet. But there are truths in it somewhere. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it just comes down to, well, let me just wait a little longer to see what happens. Okay. All right. Uh, Jocelyn, same question to you. How did you learn to... How did you learn which of these accounts you were getting your information from you could trust? Uh, I feel like I usually give most things I see like the benefit of the doubt. Like it probably is being honest. And if not, then well, shame on them for not like being honest. But I usually try to believe them. Okay. Like firsthand. Okay. Like like I wouldn't like um, think that it's not true at first. Right. So I think that's usually what I how I went about things. Like when I informed myself, I usually trusted that they were like informing me correctly. Okay. And did you ever find that you were sometimes being informed incorrectly? Were you were they pretty accurate most of the time? I feel like I trusted most of the places that I was reading. Um, since uh, as Reese was saying, um a lot of other people were putting like the same things too. And I'm like, Oh, it right. probably is a trusted source. Okay. Okay. And, uh, so, Christian... yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jocelyn. Oh no, that's it. Sorry. Okay. All right. No worries. Uh, Christian, same question to you. How did you learn to trust your sources? I think it was just like, uh, reading about or listening to their experience mm-hmm. of racism in the United States or around the world. Right. And it seemed true because I feel like some of the things I've seen it in my past, like as a child, mm. or I just really wasn't thinking about it back then. Right, right. And like, I think I was listening more about um, how Latinx community was very anti-Blackness. Yeah. Because it can be seen. And like growing up, I really did see a lot of colorist on like, like Spanish channels yes and yeah it was just like trusting them and hoping it was true and the information mostly what I was getting was actually true okay so uh, a common thing I hear is that for at least most of you you would see some of the stuff you're posting in other places and Sometimes when you see this stuff with frequency, uh, you you pretty much got the idea, hey, I can trust this. I don't have to worry about this being something that is misinforming people out there in the world. Um, and I wish you uh, continued luck in navigating uh, the social media space because uh, that's all yours now. Um, I might, might have dabbled in MySpace and Friendster back in the day, but... You guys have the TikTok and the Snapchat and the Instagram, and <laughs> y'all are better at it. So enjoy and take care of it. Uh, let's see here. Guys, thanks again for sharing your thoughts. I think this is a good place for another break. Uh, since then, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Since Then. As all summers do, the summer of 2020 had to come to an end. Uh, as the summer was wrapping up, what were you thinking 
about the idea of returning to school? Uh, what did you think it would look like or what did you think it would be like? Uh, Jocelyn, let's start with you on this. Uh, what were you thinking about the idea of returning to school? What did you think it would be like or look like? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so, so my experience um, with like online school um, wasn't great um, last um, school year. Right. So I was really like hoping that this one would be different and that it could be more like more engaging for me and hopefully like a better experience. Yeah. So I was kind of excited about that, like hopeful, I guess. Right. Uh, have you have your classes been more engaging this school year? Definitely. I think it does help that it's not asynchronous. That okay. We can actually communicate and everything. Okay. I'm glad to hear that it's more engaging because uh, speaking as a teacher, it's, it's been really hard to keep students engaged. And um, given how many students have kind of decided that school is not really what they want to do right now, um, it, it kind of feels like sometimes we're not doing enough. But um, it sounds like, at least for your from your perspective or for your experience, we are, which is encouraging. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, yeah, Kristen. No sorry, Jocelyn, for talking over you. Um, oh, it's okay. Thank you. Kristen, same question to you. What were you thinking about the idea of returning to school? Uh, what do you think it would be like or look like? Um, well, I think everyone talk about more about racism and a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. when you return because of the summer right and well they really didn't so that was a uh, like disappointment mm. yeah it, it takes some people a longer time to learn the things some of the things that we've learned and some people don't think they have anything to learn so uh as you guys navigate the world that's something that you'll learn for yourself or see for yourself I guess I should say uh June same question to you <clears throat> my thoughts with the uh this my thoughts for the school year were that I was hoping we'd be everyone would be that everyone would be uh vaccinated and uh we would be able to go in, in person but that's uh and I had uh and if that didn't happen, my vision for online school was I was hoping it would be easier, more easy to follow. I hope I was hoping for more at the beginning before it started. I was hoping for more interaction with people, with uh, students and teachers, and uh, I was hoping the assignments would be a bit easier. So I'd like to follow up on that idea of uh, having assignments that were a more manageable and more interaction with your students and your teachers. Uh, do you think that you got that or is that something that you, you wish you had more of? I got ex- almost almost exactly that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. I, I hope that teachers hear this from you guys and hear that, um, that our efforts are paying off because <laughs> we don't we know I'll feel like it, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Reese, it's your turn. Save me for myself, please. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I'd say I really didn't have a, an idea what school was going to be like. Fair. I mean, we did start late, and it was kind of like, uh, how do I say it? Um, weird? Because when yes. I would talk to someone, they'll just tell me, oh, sorry, I'm in school. And I'm like, school? Then I remember, not all of my friends live in Texas, and live in Fort Worth, and going to the same thing as us. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, they're somewhere else. Okay. And um, I don't know. I felt like the schoolwork has not been easy. I know there are some teachers that make it easy, and they're like, all right, here's one assignment for the week. That's probably like one out of the eight teachers I have. Mm. So, and I know, like, for some teachers, the work that they give out is like, well, this is easy. You can do it in class. And it's like, well, yeah, but if I was in class and this was last year, I'd probably get it done in the day and then just turn it in and pass the class. But I'm at home and (laughs) I'm tired. And right now this seems really hard for me. So I'm not going to do it. I'll do it later. And I never end up doing it. Right. And it kind of piles on you because it's like every day. I know they don't call it homework, but that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is not homework. This is a, this is an assignment. This is a class assignment. And it's like, yeah, but it kind of feels like homework right now. And it sucks because um we on Monday approximately I'll get like five new assignments. And then the next day it's five more. So that's ten. And then Wednesday it's five more assignments. And then at the end of the week I have like 30 assignments to do. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm like in this hole right now and I don't know what to do. Right. Um, So I'm, 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 I think I'm in a little bit of shock right now uh, because you're, you're right. Uh, there are some assignments that I know my students see every day because the district said, hey, you guys have to do a daily engagement measure so that if a student doesn't come to the Google Meet and they don't attend the synchronous session, then they can asynchronously. um, And for our audience, synchronous session is like a Google Meet where the teacher is on one end and the students are on the other, and everything is happening live in the class. And asynchronous is the teacher just puts an assignment up online, and the students can take care of that assignment whenever they need to, and the teacher and students don't meet uh, in person, or I'm sorry, face-to-face or live during that kind of interaction. But the district wanted us to have that as an asynchronous backup uh, so that uh, we could mark students present, even if they didn't attend the google meet but I, it seems like at least from listening to your experience that it doesn't seem like anyone thought about if every teacher does that then you guys could wind up with 40 to 50 assignments a week with just daily engagement measures alone and yeah. listening to it like that really kind of took me back uh like caught me off guard um um, I'm sorry. Um, I know it's not my fault, but I, I you guys, I, I think you guys deserve better. But 
um, we're we're doing the best that we can. Um, at, at least you guys know your situations well enough to know um, who's actually trying and who's not. And uh, what what I what I want to say uh, for some of your teachers is that for AP teachers and on ramps teachers, like they don't really have a choice on what they're teaching, right? Uh, AP teachers are getting students ready for tests and on-ramps teachers are <laughs> teaching college level courses. And so they have standards that they have to meet. And that often means uh, a heavy workload. I mean, AP classes are synonymous with heavy workloads for students. Um, having said all of that, this is a global pandemic. And so there are a lot of you, most of you, most of your classes are not AP or on-ramps. And um, in some of those classes, I think it wouldn't be terrible right now if some teachers just kind of chilled out. Um, but I'm not here to tell people how to do their job. And I just hope that uh, for my students specifically, I haven't been part of the problem. Um, and we don't need to talk about that right now because some of you are actually students in my class. And this mm -hmm. isn't about being a student in my class. But uh, speaking about the idea of the schoolwork, I just want to follow up on you guys with the idea that uh, Reese was talking about, like there are some teachers like with the assignments, they're just going really hard. Um, generally speaking, are you finding that teachers are just assigning work like, in, like things are normal? Or have you found that some teachers are trying to be uh, more patient or willing to not expect so much from you because of the situations that we're in. Christian, you can go first on this. Uh, I think they're we're in a normal environment. We're in a normal world when it's not. You would say that's the case for most of your teachers or all of your teachers? I would say most of my teachers. Okay. Uh, Jocelyn, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I think that um, they handle the assignments like if we were in like um, a normal like um, school environment, I guess. Okay. Like every day, like a new lesson or something. And it's like, I think it's pretty much the same in that sense. Okay. Jun, your thoughts? Um, I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? I had to uh, go, go, to, uh, go check something. No problem. Uh, so basically what I'm trying to find out from you is from your experience, do you feel like uh, the amount of work that you're getting from your teachers, is it, has it been as if things are normal and they're just pumping out assignments at a, at a regular pace? Or do you feel like some of your teachers are taking into consideration the uh, situation we're in and trying not to expect as much as they normally would? I have a feeling that uh, they're, it's a mixture of both. They're both giving, sometimes they give an assignment today, and sometimes they, they, I, it's like a week before. Some teachers, like a week before, they're giving an assignment. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Reese, I think we got an idea from you on this. In fact, your it was your response that inspired the question. But if you have anything you want to add, go ahead. Um, I want to say that I think a lot of teachers, um, you know, are aware that they're not in class right. or that we're not face to face. But um, how do I, how do I word this? Um, 
they're treating it as if we are in class while being aware that they sh- they are supposed to take it easy. So, how do I explain this? Um, it sounds they, like you're saying it. Go ahead. That they think they are not giving us too much. So I'm trying uh, to say. Okay. So, if I'm hearing you right, there are, there are teachers that think they're making the attempt, but it doesn't feel like the attempt is successful on your end. Yes. Okay. And I've had some teachers and my friends have showed me pictures and I've seen pictures on my friends' story where a teacher would just be so petty in their previous class. Like, oh, not my kids didn't talk to me on my last period, so I'm not going to talk to you guys. And you guys have to figure out the work yourselves. Wow. Um... And I've even had a teacher who last semester who um where we didn't speak she got upset and said okay that's it um you guys do the work yourselves just work on it and Uh, i get that it's upsetting like i i'd probably feel insane if i had to sit in a room by myself in a corner away from everyone for eight hours a day with no one talking to me and i get that and i would say i'm i'm social in class Right. Like I'm usually engaging, like I raise my hand and I've even had teachers tell me, oh, you're done for the day, Yolani or Reese, because right. I would just answer so many times. Right. But now it's like, well, what if I have a mic problem? And then sometimes my mic is slow and I don't want to hold a button just to speak. So I'd rather just not say anything. And it's easier to just sit here and just listen and you know just not respond than it is to do all of that just to say yes Mm. what about using the chat to respond i use the chat but teachers are kind of impatient now from um currently right so they'll ask a question and then wait 20 seconds he'd be like guys answer answer why aren't you guys answering and it's like wait i'm typing out my response real quick yeah and then there's uh Oh, the internet won't connect, so it kicks me out of the meet right when I'm typing, or oh, the chat slowly loading up, so I'm trying to like type out, but it's taking too long, and it's like, all right, we're moving on or whatever, guys. It's like, no, wait, I wanted to speak. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't even know where to start here. Um, I hear all of this, and um. Yeah, I, as a teacher, I can say we are all tired. I can see many of us uh, being kind of impatient at this point in the school year. Um, I will admit to anxiety, waiting for people to respond in the chat. Like that inspires anxiety because I know I, I feel like in person, I'm pretty good at wait time. And for people that don't do what I do, that that's like... You ask a kid a question, you can't expect them to come back with the answer right away. Like in a snap, mm-hmm. they need to have time to answer the question. I, and in person, I feel like I'm pretty good at that. Um, and I try to be good at that virtually, but it's hard. Um, I understand now why students like really get irked when people don't respond immediately in text. 
because I'll ask a question and I wait what feels like 30 seconds to a minute, uh, which feels like an hour sometimes. And, and nobody said anything yet. And that, that is really frustrating. Um, and I can relate to the teacher who was fed up with no one talking to them in the class. Um, I, I feel like I've been guilty of be griping about that in the sense that when I sit down in front of the computer, the first thing I say is good morning or good afternoon. And many times people don't respond. And that is, that is a soul sucking experience, honestly, uh, because in person, when I say good morning or good afternoon, people usually will say good morning, or good afternoon. Every once in a while, there's a student that doesn't um, reply. And, you know, then we have a conversation about that. It's a teachable moment. But when it's something that you encounter every single day, weeks on end, like Reese said, you're in a corner by yourself eight hours a day, it wears on you. And I just hope that I haven't gotten my kids wet in my storm. Um, but it sounds like some students have gotten wet in other teacher storms. And for that, I am sorry, guys. Um, just keep in mind, this is hard on all of us. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, today, let's change gears and talk about the good things that came out of your summer uh, 2020 for you personally or for your families. Uh, first up is what did you enjoy about the summer of 2020? Christian? Uh, well, I think I enjoyed, um, in, like, in the eyes of my family, they were saying that I became more of a activist. Okay. And I really enjoy, like, learning about stuff and how to be a better person. Okay. And I also enjoyed, um, Getting into politics. All right. Enjoyed getting into politics. Maybe a future politician. Yeah. Uh, June, what about you? What did you enjoy about the summer of 2020? <clears throat> the thing I enjoyed most about the summer, of, the summer of 2020 was how much free time I had. Uh, yes. it also brought, I played in, during my free time, I played a lot of Minecraft, and I have a few fun moments from from. from, from, from playing that game i improved my player player my player versus player skills in it which were bad which were bad at the beginning and were still trash by the time the summer ended okay <laughs> sounds I... like me playing madden <laughs> <laughs> i uh out of the 40 games i played i out of the 40 games i played i won like four uh bed wars games uh i have hit my 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 Number one favorite memory from that game is uh, me just me building up into the me like building up to the sky. It was like in the last couple of minutes, so and both of the beds were destroyed. Uh, I was building up in the sky, and there was this other person in full diamond armor. I had nothing, and they were coming building up towards me. So, but I had a I had a bow and arrow, so I like aimed it at them and I started firing, and this got me to win the game, and I was very happy. It was like the first one of the first games I won. Sounds like a cool way to win a game. Yep. Very cool. Reese, what did you enjoy about the summer of 2020? Well, um, I got into a lot of stuff last year. Like, I got back into Tron. I only remember watching Legacy years ago when it first came out. And right. it was such a huge impression on me that I didn't stop thinking about it, like, right. 10 years later. 
And my mom had gotten Disney Plus, and I found out that Disney, not Disney, but um, Tron was a Disney franchise. Right. So I was like, oh, it has to be on here. And sure enough, it was there, and I watched it, and I just fell in love with the entire franchise. So I kind of made, like, this fan comic for Tron mm-hmm. that I posted on my Tumblr and the first part on my Instagram, which kind of got me a lot of, like, attention. Cool. And I've made, like, really good Tron friends that I just love so much because they're just so funny and cool. Yeah. And we still talk and we still joke about Tron. Right. And I've just been more, like, active in that fandom and some other fandoms I like. And it's just cool to have someone to talk about something with, you know? I can't go to my sisters and just be like, hey, so Tron is this, right? And explain, like, right. the lore with, right. like, with that while while they're just sitting there, like, what's even going on? But cool. I can just go to my Tron friend and just be like, oh, remember when um, Tron got stuck in the, not stuck, but, you know, an example? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then we'll just go on about it. Right. Right. And it was kind of, like, less lonely because right. I actually had people to talk about my interests with who like yeah. stuff I made. That makes sense. And um, I also wanted to say, like, like Christian, I became more of an activist. I became right. a mayor. And um, I guess I can, um, I've matured in the um, social way. Okay. Like, I'm more aware of what I say. Like, if I right. think of something, I'm like, how will that hurt someone else? Like, mm. will this offend someone? Will this hurt someone? Or is this lighthearted? So and become more empathetic. Empathetic, yeah. Okay. And I've become aware of what I post and what I say. Like, right. oh, how would this information affect someone? That makes sense, and it sounds like you you have grown socially, uh, and I commend you on that. Uh, Jocelyn, same question to you. What did you enjoy about the summer of twenty twenty? Oh well, um, I felt that staying at home um, most of the time yeah. gave me a lot of free time too, and uh, I really liked that since uh, back in school I didn't really focus on like. What things I like doing mostly right. was just like, okay, get your work done, and then you survive another day. Right. And that's it. So, like, I was really excited to actually get to do things I liked. Excellent. And what what did you get? Like, what's one thing that you liked that you got to do? Uh, well, um, I I used I used to like read a bunch of comics, but like, um, then I didn't really have time for it, so I right. decided to like read one every day um, for the summer, which was nice. Cool. And I also did more drawing or I watched some shows I never finished. It was nice. Cool. Yeah, it, summer Summer is a nice break and uh, I think we're all looking forward to it um, as we speak. Uh, speaking of looking forward to summer, uh, last question today. Do you feel better prepared for this summer considering we really don't know what that is going to look like yet. Jocelyn, we'll start with you. Uh, well, 
I think I'd feel prepared for it, even if it meant that um, things didn't go as planned and we had to take another, like, year or school year, like, online. I think we have, mm-hmm. like, at least a bit of, um, like, experience with it, so we'd be okay at least. Okay. Or we know how to handle it better, I guess. Yeah, I can understand that. I, that makes sense to me. Uh, Reese? Um, like Jocelyn said, I think we're better equipped for it now. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be much different as it is right now. But I feel like there'll be a lot more vacationing and traveling. Yeah. And um, there will definitely be a lot of construction in around the area. Like, oh, summer, you know, I don't have to worry about my, you know, like, time to get all these buildings done before school starts and people can move in especially right. here in Fort Worth like I live on this the like the main road that leads to Jacksboro right and there used to be a lot of trees here like there's this like wood wooded area here but right. for like the like the past few years they've been chopped down and they're building apartments here mm-hmm. and they're gonna start construction on these two places just over where Lake Worth is at. Right. And, you know, a lot of people are coming in now. So my area, Fort Worth, is going to become more, like, crowded. And um, people are coming from all, all over just to live here. So it's like, oh, like, that could probably spread it. And people probably just want to stay here for the summer. And it's just like, oh, more people, more problems, like the less, um, how to say the less, the little chance of this ending, you know. Mm, okay, I I can understand those fears. I hope it doesn't go that way, but like I said, we really don't know what it's going to look like. So I we just have to wait and see. Unfortunately, uh, June, uh, <laughs> do you feel prepared for this summer? Considering we really don't know what it's going to look like yet. I do think I am more prepared for this summer than I am next for next for next summer. Though I do feel like saying that is might be tempting fate. Uh, my plans for it are identical, identical to the ones before, for the one before, except this time I have a much higher chance of getting a job. I'm either going to be working at my plans are to either work at the company my mother works at, or, or to work at to work at Barnes and Noble. Okay. And, uh, after, yeah, I uh, can see you this... working at Barnes and Noble. Huh? I can see you working at Barnes and Noble, considering oh. how much you read and how much you write. Thank you, thank you very much. And uh, I have some ex- exciting news. I don't know if I said this before, but I mean, got a after the summer's over, I got a I got a scholarship to TCC, and oh. after the summer, I'll be going to it, and I'll be going to it for about. And I will be attending for about four years for free. Congratulations, man. That's freaking huge. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Free college. Wait, wow. I I can only dream about that. I'm yeah. I'm I'm lo- hashtag low key jealous. <laughs> Sorry. No worries, man. You earned it. Uh Christian, mm-hmm. same question. Uh, I feel like I'm a little bit prepared for summer. 
like I don't think cases are gonna go down. I think okay. they're gonna probably remain the same or go higher. Right. Depending on people who are going to get vaccinated and trusting scientists instead yeah. of like stuff on Facebook or Twitter. Right, right. Uh, I I hear everything you're saying and I kind of agree, but I'm also trying to be more hopeful because not being hopeful right now is not really something that's in my capacity. I, I'm exhausted, but I, I cannot give up because uh, if I give up, then that has an impact on my students. And that's that's not what I do. But um, your your perspective is probably more realistic than that I'm willing to admit right now, but that's something I'll work out in my own therapy sessions. <laughs> oh my goodness. Everyone, again, thank you for sharing your thoughts and perspectives. You should be proud of yourselves for surviving this pandemic and all the challenges that you face during this time. Listeners, if you have any questions or words of encouragement for our podcast crew, please feel free to reach out to us at nshstw at gmail.com please put since then in the subject line to ensure that we don't miss your message if you enjoyed listening to our podcast please share it with a friend uh thank you for listening to this episode of since then we'll be back next month with our final episode of the podcast be easy y'all peace Thank you.